Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Game Train Podcast. Things are back to normal here after our E3 getaway. We're back to uh, how we normally roll things, so I don't have my uh, my co-host Carl Smith in the room anymore. He's back home in Brisbane. Hello, here I am, but at least we're sounding clear and beautiful. Exactly. We do apologize for our sound out there. We were not using that greatest of equipment and rushing things out yeah. the door. So we were like rogue style. Yeah, we learned a few things, so uh, next time it will be better. But let's talk about episode 41 of Game Train, that's why we're here now. So, this yeah, is, is a huge week, we say this every week, but this is massive. We have a double review again. So, Carl and I, well, I had a look at Myro Tennis Aces, you didn't. No, no I did not, um, unfortunately. But then also Fish, who joined me earlier in the year for a podcast, has come back and he's had a look at... Jurassic World Evolution. So that's going to be in this podcast too. So that's pretty cool. Also... Yeah, and... Sorry, that's uh, that's Fish from Fish and Connor Saw a Movie Podcast, yeah? That's right. That's right. And also, uh, in Games of Our Lives, we look at the PSP. And also, we, we check out what the passengers most anticipated of 2018 is. Nice. Most anticipated game, I assume you obviously mean? Well, we are a gaming podcast. It'd be strange if it was like most anticipated fishing gear. Could be could be most anticipated peripherals, because there's some really good ones coming out this year that we saw at E3. That's true. But anyway, before all that, <laughs> the news. Crash Bandicoot and Wolfenstein 2 are both out now on the Nintendo Switch. Boom. Uh, there is a new hero uh, that was just announced for Overwatch. The 28th hero now. I think the 7th tank. Uh, he's called Wrecking Ball. His real name is Hammond. And he's a hamster. He looks like a mini diva. Uh, he is available for testing right now on the Overwatch PTR. And he's coming soon, as far as we know. The Australian Senate has supported a move to have the Environment and Communications References Committee investigate the use of loot boxes in video games. Pretty much, uh, the Australian government's investigating whether loot boxes are gambling or not. Cool. So like what Hawaii did just a couple months ago? Uh, And the report for all this will be out by September 17th. So we'll bring you updates when that all happens. Oh, nice. You know, the world will be a better place at that time, but only because Spider-Man will have already been released. (laughs) (laughs) With no loot boxes? I don't care what happens after that. (laughs) As long as I live up to and a little bit past September 7, my life has been completely worth it. That's right, Um, I'll just await Red Dead 2 in October. That's fine, at least I got a little piece of something. Um, What else we got here? Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch has been updated for the first time in like a year, over a year. Now version 1.5.0. A bunch of little things, but most notably, it adds Nintendo Labo compatibility. More on that later. Uh, Halo is getting a TV series from Showtime. So uh, they've ordered a 10 episode season and it will be going into production next year. Nice. Uh, Forza Horizon 4's current car list has already been data mined ahead of launch. A, um, a Forza diehard fan managed to data mine the list of over 450 cars after pre-ordering and pre-downloading the game's Ultimate Edition on Windows 10. Um, and another fan has chucked the entire list up on Reddit for those who are curious. So um, fans expect that the list isn't complete as yet. 
with um, more than three months to go before the game is made available. Still, that's a lot of cars. That is, and that's the news. It is time again for the uh, PlayStation Plus versus Games with Gold that we like to do every time we find out what's going on. So, uh, you know, there's all bunch of tricky stuff you can go online to look up all the finer details but like we said it's just too confusing to talk about everything we just talk about the stuff we care about and what matters and pick a winner so uh this time around xbox games with gold their two main ones xbox one is assault android cactus and death squared my god that's a miserable miserable offering i mean they're okay games but Come on. Uh, also on 360, I guess it's worth uh, mentioning. Normally, I just stick to the current gen, but sadly, their best stuff is on 360 this time, which is Virtual Fighter 5 Final Showdown and Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Conviction, which was actually a really good game, granted. Um, and for PlayStation 4, I guess the two main big hitters is Black Ops 3, which we got halfway through last month as a bonus anyway, so it feels kind of like a half assed thing. And Heavy Rain, again. So, hard to pick a winner this time. Not because they're, you know, sometimes it's like, ooh, these are both really good. This is like, I feel like they're both pretty pretty poor offerings. What do you reckon? Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess um, Xbox, just. Yeah, I, th- I think, like, just because of Splinter Cell Conviction was such a cool game but i mean it's a 360 game but again so is heavy rain well not 360 but heavy rain's like a ps3 game I'm, obviously it's a ps4 version but uh, and like black ops 3 it's like i don't know i feel like we already got that as a bonus it was really cool to get as a bonus at e3 on top of you know like the already games that they had offered last month but then to be like oh this month you know we're just gonna do that again and instead of another two new ones, you get one new one, but it's not really that new. It's Heavy Rain that every one of our fans who bought Detroit already have. Yeah, if you bought Detroit digitally, you already own Heavy Rain. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> so, yeah, I think Xbox wins. Or, as we um, had a little discussion earlier today, maybe the winner is, in fact, Nintendo, randomly, for offering three free hours of the new Octopath Traveler because in their demo you can completely transfer your progression onto the real actual game. Actually, technically it's 24 hours because you can play every class for three hours. You just choose one to go ahead with onto your final thing. So you can test every single character before the game comes out. So you can choose one and go, right, I'm sticking with this class and and then go and play the game. Yeah, and like as far as free games go, which is like, it says demo, but because you can carry it over once you're happy... I think that's letting us all start a really anticipated RPG for free. Yep. And I think that's awesome. So I reckon the winner of PlayStation Plus versus Games with Gold is Nintendo this month. Cool. <laughs> that's my call. You agree? Yep. Cool. Congratulations, Nintendo. Yeah, so games we've been playing. So I've been continuing Hollow Knight now. I'm very far into this game, like 25 hours deep into it now. Oh, nice. And I mean... This game has been getting so much love it each time so it gets released. Good. Like, it is PC so good. Then- yeah, so another cracking indie game coming from Australia. Last year we had, uh, of course, 
golf story now this year we've got um hollow knight so the aussies are cranking out the the yeah. quality exclu- um indie games here so and we had cloud chronicles before that like go australia killing yeah, it yeah no it's it's fantastic if you have not played hollow knight yet and you have a switch go play it or steam it's also on steam so go check it out it is it's metroidvania cross dark souls it is so good i, I don't want to go too much into it to spoil for people but it's a fantastic game the world and and lore is very rich and beautiful too and great sound turn the sound up how are you going on it carl yeah i'm going all right i've uh i haven't had a lot of time unfortunately yeah um i mean which that's not fair to say because i mean we're talking about games we've been playing i'm saying we haven't had a lot of time but i've sunk in hours upon hours in mad max again i'm i'm back fully deep in that game and i'm the more i play it the more i love it the more i unlock that game is so good. It's so old, and I just can't get enough of it still. So I've been playing a lot of that. It's a also, very good downtime game. Also, I heard you uh, got your Labo out again. Yes. Yep. Uh, you know, as we said in the news, um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has been updated to now have Labo compatibility. And I was like, sweet as, because I've already made that motorbike thing. And that game sucked. Like, building the thing was fun, but the game was awful. So I'm like, well, now there's a better incentive, one, for new people getting Labo to be like, cool, I can build this for Mario Kart. And for people who've already built it and put it away like I did and hid it in a cupboard. I was like, oh, let's pull it out, giggity, and uh, see what it's like with Mario Kart. So I had to go this morning, and uh, I'm proud to say that it is straight up awful. <laughs> so oh, wow. bad. Yeah, it's... It's not fun at all. It just single-handedly ruins Mario Kart. Like, Whoa. you can't do anything. I could uh, barely win or, ooh. like, get through a race unless I turned on all the automatic stuff. Oh, I've got a question. Like... Yeah, hit me. Okay. Uh, what would you rather play? Mario Kart with the Labo or a sim racer like we played at E3? I would rather play a sim racer, but like left on my own for a few hours with no one watching so I could really try and get my head around it. Wow, it's that bad, huh? Oh man, it's so bad. Because, wow. I mean, I didn't realize, but Mario Kart, it's such a muscle memory game that we've been playing for, you know, whatever, 15, 20 years. And as soon as you put it on this weird thingamajiggy, it's too twitchy. It's not like a like lean here and lean there. Like you got to do like, you know, like, you got to do your like uh, your skids around the corner and go back forth back forth you got to hold shells behind you as strategic protection and then let go when you want to all the while trying to twist your hand back to accelerate with that motorbike thing and turn it's like it's a friggin nightmare mm. um i think it would be genuinely fun with a couple of beers and if all your friends were also using labo mm-hmm. which is Let's be honest, never the case. Like, when are you going to turn up somewhere and they're like, oh, cool, I have Labo as well. Oh, so do me. And yeah, all us grown-ass men have Labo. Uh, So yeah, not not fun and not a reason to get Labo if you weren't already interested. There's many cool reasons to get it, you know, such as kids and connecting and building. But Mario Kart is not that reason. So yeah. Fair enough. Well, something that's, well, wasn't, is game-related, but wasn't playing games is an event that I attended over the weekend. Yes. All right. So, um, game out in Melbourne, put on a, a video game market called go game market. So they've done this before and it's pretty much, uh, they, uh, it's in this library in, uh, in Melbourne 
and all these people set up stalls to sell their old retro games or or newer games whatever you know so it's like a, a gamer sort of swap mate pretty much nice sounds awesome already yeah yeah you would have loved it you i was walking around there um actually before that um thanks to uh william chang and uh diane olano for uh inviting me across i got an uh invite along as a podcaster nice so yeah. that was really cool um but yeah it was like this little community of people all set up with all these little stalls and you could go buy games and things like that it was cool i'd like People had old Ataris, Nintendo 64s, Nintendo Entertainment Systems, PlayStation 1, seeing all these old games in their original packaging and stuff. I just got fun. all the retro feels, like all that nostalgic feels. Oh, so fun. Like like the member berries on stuff like, remember? Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I remember. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So I was just walking remember around like going, oh my gosh. I actually tried to find you a copy of Frostbite on the Atari, but I couldn't find one. Oh, no one knows what a Frostbite even is. Uh, even... I know, but yeah, there was a bunch of Atari stuff there. Uh, oh, so much feels just seeing all this old stuff. That, uh, they had some artists there displaying some of their art, which was really cool. Nice. Uh, nice. Also, uh, well, your favorite hat guy was back from Gamer Hats. So, that guy's a legend. So, uh, people, if you want a Super Nintendo hat like Carl has that you've seen in all of his pictures, go uh, Google Gamer Hats. They've got a site where you can buy... Um, their stuff off offline. They've also now got beanies, so I'm actually going to buy a Super Nintendo beanie sometime because it's cold nice. in Melbourne. Uh, they nice. just oh, they only had the um, the Super Famicom version though with the purple buttons there. Um, so the that's colored not a ones. Famicom, is it? Uh, sorry, that's not Super Famicom. Super Famicom is same as us. Yep, that's the American uh, Super Nintendo. Okay. And it's super gross. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, the American Super Nintendo one. So. Yeah, uh, apologies for the Super Famicom fans that I just offended by saying that. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, so uh, that was really cool to see. Um, they also had a bunch of uh, indie games set up as well, where people could go nice. and play. So I, I sat down and played one called Dash Blitz, which was a, a Super Smash Brothers style game where, oh gosh, it's pretty much a Super Smash Brothers style game where you, you fight in an arena one-on-one. Uh got life bars you've got different abilities it's pretty chaotic lots of fun you can get that on steam it's in early access at the moment it's only five dollars so if you're looking for someone to just check out and support some Aussie developers go check out dash blitz nice uh also uh while i was there um there were some other podcasters there too yeah so the crew from point click which is formerly okay games podcast was there uh, I jumped on with them and recorded a bit of an episode on things. Oh. So that was fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I got myself around again. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, they've just fully rebranded their podcast at the moment. Uh, also, I uh, met up with Sam, fr- Sam from the Inconsolables there as well. We've spoken about his co-host, Paul and Andrew, on this before. So... Uh, he, he was floating around. Also, um, Joel from Dialogue Options was there as well. So there was a uh, there was a, a fair few podcasters floating around. We all hung out and stuff. But what I liked most about this little event was like the community aspect of it. You know, you could just cruise around and just pretty much just talk, you know, retro gaming with people here, you know? Like completely, it was completely the opposite feeling to what I had at E3, which is big, overly commercialized, 
thing of new games. This was like a small town community style selling old retro games. Completely the opposite. Amazing. Nice. So, wow. yeah, they're on every few months here in Melbourne. So if you do live in Melbourne, go check it out. They're back on again in October. Um, and yeah, you can find, uh, you type in Go Game Market on Facebook and you can find the page and give them a follow and, and go check it out if you're selling or buying games, you know, either or. Nice. Yes. All right. So, and that's pretty much our shout out for this week. So yeah, once again, a special thanks to William Chang, who was uh, one of the organizers. I got to meet, have a chat to him there and that, you know, awesome guy and stuff. Yeah. So uh, shout out to William and uh, the team there at uh, Game Out for putting on that little event. Man, I'm super jealous. I, I oh, would have loved mate, to have it would have been. You would have been so awesome. You would have been in your element for sure. You would have loved it. Damn. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, and everyone kept asking, where's Carl? Where's Carl? I'm like, Carl lives in Queensland. You've only got half a game train here today. Oh, was it the game or the train? And, and they're like, oh, well, at least we've got the person here that does like fun. Wow. wow. Yep. That's okay. That's all right. All right. So how about we get into our reviews? Because we've got two of them this week. Yeah, let's jump in. All right. So first off, we're going to hit it off <laughs> with... Uh, oh, this guy. <laughs> with some Mario Tennis Aces. Why the peace? Right, so Mario Tennis Aces is a tennis game published and developed by Nintendo, starring, of course, all your favorite Mario Brothers characters. Pretty much this is a, a tennis game where you play tennis, duh, but you've got, different, you. you've got different abilities with that Mario spin, of, spin on things. Yeah, it feels almost like a fighting game in a weird way. Like, there's balance and counterattacks. Yeah, and- exactly. It's like, you know, there's uh, different styles of characters. There's attacking characters, defensive characters, all-round characters. They've all got, like, a different special move that they can use and a different movement they can do across the tennis court uh, and things like that. It's Yeah, it's, it's a fun, fast action-style game. Like, you're straight into it. The game's a lot about, um, you know, positioning the ball quite well, whether you drop shots or lobbing it across or you're just going for those power hits. Um, so, yeah, there is a bit of strategy involved on, you know, when you're playing against someone. Um, so it does have an online mode, which I, I jumped into. Oh, yeah. How'd you go? Wait, before you jump into that, because just to let everyone know, I only played the... Uh the sort of demo they had before release. So I didn't get a chance to play the full game. Now, just so while I'm talking about the feel of the game, uh, so I can relate to you, ha- did it change at all? No. Like the actual feel? Okay, good. Just so when I'm saying stuff, I yeah. won't, you know, won't be unofficial. But what I do want to ask is how did it compare as a tennis game and positioning and all that stuff compared to Australian Open, which you played? Oh, mate, it just freaking smashes it. Wow, There's another so tennis button for you. But, uh, yeah, no, it's like, you know, this is like, this game is Roger Federer, and Australian o- Open Tennis is like you on a tennis court. Whoa! Mate, I have a pretty good tennis arm, I have, you know. <laughs> yeah, but can you go up against, like, one of the best players ever? What, Chain Chomp? Whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, like, um, it's, uh, look, Australian Open Tennis wasn't good. This, 
this is like a tennis game I've been wanting to play for a while. It's fast. It's it's great fun. Like all the hits feel great. Um, yeah, it did feel really nice. It did. It did. It just so slick in the movement. And when you do mess up, you know it's because of you, not because of bad controls or whatever. Yeah, that's so good. Like like no matter what sort of content there is, Nintendo are just so good at the moment to moment gameplay in their games. Hey, yeah, it's just oh, it's it's so slick. Um, but yeah, we'll, let's talk about the online quickly, and then we'll go on. Yeah, how'd you go? The uh, adventure mode. So yeah, online you do like a little online tournament. Okay. Um, and generally the games are it's not like a full tennis match. It's like I think it's a best of three games for a set, and it's normally a best of three sets for a match. Okay. Right? So, yeah, the first person of three for um, games, yeah, gets the set. So, normally in real tennis, it's to six. Oh, six. Wow. Yeah. So, it's a, it's quite a lot faster in getting through a game. And then uh, in real tennis, uh, Grand Slam tournaments, you play a best of five sets. In in the uh, the men's and the ladies, they play best of three. But normal tournaments, it's just generally best of three. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I jumped on this online tournament and yeah, first game. Oh man, it was fun. I was hitting the ball all over the place, making the guy run from end to end on the court. I was having so much fun. Then I actually got up to a person that could actually play the game. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it was so bad. Like I, I held my own, but in the end they just, they just outplayed me. Like just constantly outplayed me. And what's like, I mean, uh, I didn't see a lot of this on the demo, but what's the leveling system like? Like, um, from, do they just get stronger or faster, or what does it do? Uh, what, do your online opponents, or just yourself? You know, like leveling up. Oh, I'll go into that when we go into adventure mode in a sec. Oh, it doesn't apply online. No, 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 no. Online is just a ranking mode. You get ranking points, and you move up the rankings, okay. and you verse. You know, player generally similar rankings, except. The guy that absolutely annihilated me, I had 20 ranking points and he had like 20,000 ranking points. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, well, that's a little one sided. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, okay. look, um, okay. in terms of lag and, and stuff, there was a tiny, tiny bit, but I felt like it didn't really impact the game that much. It wasn't felt that anything was going wrong because of lag. So I felt the online was really, really good. It, you, I got into game within about a minute every time. It's very quick. Nice. And the games last five to ten minutes, depending. So, yeah, it's a, I, it's pretty good. I feel like this is a, a really good uh, type of game to play online with Nintendo because of their abysmal voice chat options yep. as well. So there's no need to, like, communicate. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to communicate with the opposition. You just go in, you play your game, move on. So the other mode in the game is the big adventure mode. Yeah, and this is what people have been curious about and waiting to see what, what it would entail. Yes, yeah? so pretty much it's this little story mode that um, there's like uh, an evil tennis racket and Wario and all that have gotten a hold of him and you've got to go beat the evil tennis racket pretty much. Okay. But, uh, you know, you're in like, you know, the Mushroom Kingdom probably and everyone's suddenly enthralled by tennis. So Mario's like this star tennis player and all this sort of stuff. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're like Mario. Well, let's have a game of tennis. Okay. But it's it's fun because like, okay, you start out playing like maybe a normal tennis match or two, but then from there things change up. So there's different things going on where uh, whether it's like um, other creatures walking into 
the tennis court that can interrupt you or bounce the ball back to you. Mirrors which bounce the ball back in different directions. There was one with these little explodey guys which can knock you over if they explode on you. Um, while this is all going on, you're trying to you know beat your opponent in tennis. Um, also, you can beat wow. your opponent not just by outplaying them at tennis, but by breaking their racket by doing super moves at them. So I've passed a few opponents by breaking their racket rather than beating them in straight sets or whatever. I like that. That's really cool. Um, also, there's other modes where it's like, okay, you're versing this person, but it's not tennis. You can't let them get the ball. So you have to keep volleying or drop shotting them or or going cross court on them and you can't let them touch the ball. There's another one where you got to hit the ball at these like nets and they're worth a certain amount of points and you got to score score points. Another one is almost like target practice. You got to knock all these enemies off by getting your shots at the like, you know, the right angles at them. So there's a lot of variety yep. and then there are bosses and each boss has like, you know, little gimmicks that you got to fight them with like, you know, you're hitting like oil slicks back at them and and things like that, you know. Cool. I, I like that. Okay, it, it's re- it's that really, out. really fun. And I, some people have complained that it's a bit grindy. I didn't think it was. I thought it was quite fair. I felt I lost because I was playing bad. Now, after every match, you get experience points and you level up and eventually your power and your speed and things like this increases and you get better rackets. Okay, so you get stronger? Yeah, you oh, do. Oh, cool. All right. Um, even in matches, you lose. But I felt I didn't have to grind out levels. Right. I've, okay. So, and it, you got through it pretty straightforward, then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I've lost a heap of times. Right. Don't get me wrong. It hasn't been a pushover. Some of the matches are quite difficult, and some matches I'd go out to break their racket while I'd rather than try and beat them in straight sets because I felt the matches would go on too long and they'd generally beat me, but I could break their racket quicker. Ah. Uh, okay. So I changed nice. my okay. strategy so a bit. You... Like there was this yeah. one. You, you're on a boat. And there's a mast in the middle of the boat. And my general tennis play was fine, but the amount of times that my ball would hit this mast and you know go off in the wrong direction, or they'd do it to me, and I just wouldn't get to the drop of the ball, I'd lose. So in the end, I went, right, I'm just going to try and break this guy's racket because I can do that quicker than I can lasting out an entire match. Yeah, true. So yeah, just things like that, I'd change up my strategy. But it's super fun. I had so much fun playing the story mode. Nice. Well, that's good. So, having said all that, obviously, the question is, how many carriages do you give it? Uh, yeah, uh, in the end, I'm going to give this a, a nice, solid uh, 8.4 out of 10. That's not nice and solid, but that's a great score. Oh, okay. What would you expect nice and solid to be? I thought solid meant like a straight number, like an 8. Oh, right. Or, no. Or, oh. When you said solid, or like at least 8.5. 8.4 is like such a random number. Oh, there you go. That's, uh, that's what eight, I thought by eight solid. Point, uh, <laughs> 8.4. <laughs> okay, well, we're going with 8.4 out of 10. Okay, so now cool. the uh, other thing we've done this week uh, is we got fish to go out and review Jurassic World Evolution for us because we were away at E3. So, um, he came over the other day and we pre-recorded this review. So, here's the Jurassic World Evolution Review. Humanity is desperate for it. We are seduced by it. Deceived by the illusion of it. But we never really possess it. Because if there's anything that chaos theory has taught us, it's that nature is on its own course. And when we interfere, 
when humanity tries to put nature into orderly boxes, chaos destroys them. Alright, so we're doing something a bit different on Game Train this week. Due to Carl and I being away at E3, we missed one major title that came out, Jurassic World Evolution. So we asked our dinosaur expert, Fish, who joined us earlier in the year for a podcast, so we decided to bring him back in and talk all things dinosaurs. Welcome back onto the Game Train, Fish. Hey, what it is. Good to be back. I'm ready to talk dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. All right. So just a quick rundown. Jurassic World Evolution is developed and published by Frontier Developments, and it is a business sim game where you build your own Jurassic Park, pretty much. And it is out now on Windows, PS4, and Xbox. But tell us about your thoughts on the game. Uh, mate, look, I, I love it. I love it. I'm um, a massive, massive, massive Jurassic Park fan. Like, Jurassic Park is the greatest film ever made. Hands fucking down. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. It's the best film ever made. And I love it. I love dinosaurs and to be you know, they've made a few park sims over the yep. over the years. Like I think Jurassic Park three had a game okay. on PS2 or something like that. It was okay. But this one's kind of the closest it's come to how I feel like it actually would be to build a dinosaur tourist park. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, I, I was interested in this game when I saw the trailer, I think last year sometime and then as soon as i saw that i thought of you i went yep dinosaur yeah. expert here we've got to get him in to look at this game and it fell during e3 i went yep we're bringing him on the show for this one he can review the game while we're away and we'll insert it in yeah. so well i've been playing the hell out of it i can tell you that much well, so have I, funnily enough when i got back i downloaded it straight away because yeah. i wanted to check it out too just yeah. just for for kicks and i've been really enjoying it like it's interesting to see um another sort of business sim game back on your consoles again, which we haven't seen for a while. Exactly, man. And I think that there's been a big gap in this. Like I used to love the, the theme hospitals and theme park and, um, the movies. Do you remember yep, that game? Yep, there was the a movies. game where you made yep. a movie studio. Yeah. Like the top down business sims. Like where yep. have they gone? Like I don't play. I don't play PC. No. Well, they're, st- they're still rolling out on PC of like yeah. Rollercoaster Tycoon still going quite well. well there's heard... Zoo Tycoon and, and all these. Yeah, you oh, can make your cool. own <laughs> make your own zoo. But a lot of this stuff isn't coming to current gen consoles. And with this, it's like wow. Okay, cool. And dinosaurs, something a bit more unique. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I just quickly back on these sort of games, like I, the only type of this game I've been playing lately has been on my phone. Yeah. And there is a Jurassic World game on the phone and you can build it and that's cool. But you basically have to spend a lot of money to get the dinosaurs you want. So to get a T-Rex, you, you, you're not getting it. It's going to cost you like a hundred bucks to get a T-Rex. Like real in, money. In like, yeah. Like I'm talking in like microtransactions. Oh, right. So this, okay. it's great to have a game now where you're not getting blocked. Yeah, you get the whole game. Like yep. I, I feel, it's actually weird. Yeah, and and I forgot how addictive these sort of games are because you're going from one problem to the next. You're always like, oh, now let's yeah. talk about some of the problems. Oh though. right, <laughs> well, well, my major problems have been uh, the old Velociraptors, right? Velociraptors. So you know, you start out the game, you start making your your park, you drop down your power, some shops, you start building your dino pen, you put some nice herbivores in, it's all going nice, and then it's like. Let's put some carnivores in to get the people in. That's what people want to see, you know? Exactly. People just More don't, teeth. More teeth. People don't want to see a Gallimimus. People want to see a Velociraptor, right? Yep. At the end of the day, that's what people are coming there to see. So I'm like, cool, let's let's put this down. And, you know, I put one raptor in the pen. And I'm like, yeah, he's all cool. 
A minute later, he's running around the park. He he's busted through, he's got through my heavy gates. Clever girl, <laughs> clever girl indeed. <laughs> and she's running around ripping apart all my people in my park. I'm getting sued for hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> Game over, pretty much. They're such jerks. They get out every time. But like we, I, I guess we should talk about kind of the way that the dinosaurs work and the mechanics yeah. of the game. And so you, basically, you're trying to keep the dinosaurs comfortable, right? Yes. And it's a mixture of of giving them enough grassland, enough water, yeah. and, or enough forestry, and making sure that they're comfortable in their social groups. Exactly. Like these, all these little it, things. It, it's almost like The Sims in a way. Yes. You're dealing yeah, with your Sims' yeah. happiness. And it's emotions. Way. But these are dinosaurs <laughs> that can rip people apart. Yeah, so park. if the dinosaur, you know, it's like if, if the dinosaur gets out, it's, it doesn't just have a uh, an argument with somebody and get angry. They actually kill people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is quite chaotic. But then, yeah, you sort of... Change like give them extra water. You take away some of the scrub that they might not like. Yeah, yeah it's social groups. You add extra dinosaurs in so they have friends. Yeah, but if you add too many friends, they then get a bit antsy as yeah. well. And then they so, want to get out and they keep breaking. Yeah. So yeah. rather than one velociraptor running around your park, now you've got four running around your park. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, how do you find the flow of the game? Like, I, I was just I was just talking to you before. Like, I've actually I've, I'm quite busy with work at the moment, so yeah. I've had to actually stop playing. Because the other day I actually rocked up to work late yep. because I was playing this game. Well, and it, it, it reminds me of the old Guitar Hero thing. Oh, just one more song. Just yeah. one more song. It's like, I'll just go on one more expedition to find more fossils. I'll go, I'll build one more pen. I'll just build, I'll just, it'll only take me a bit. And all yeah. of a sudden I've been here for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, I found that, you know, I've been like, like putting a bunch of hours into this game and... Yeah, the flow of the game is quite good. That you start off quite small with um, not much, maybe a pen, a couple of dinosaurs, yeah. a shop or two, a power station, and then it grows from there. You build your research facilities, you build your um, fossil place, your expedition place. You got and, the uh, asset containment unit. Yeah, you can fly the helicopter. Yep, you can yep. shrink the dinosaurs yourself if you want. Even though they're very bad shots, it's horrible. It's yeah. awful. <laughs> um, then you've got uh, like a ranger station. And, and things go on from there. And then each bit sort of fits into, I guess, sort of the um, mm-hmm. ecosystem of this park that you need all your parts running together because yeah. if one starts to fall over, everything else can fall over quite quickly. And it happens quickly. <laughs> and it happens so fast. Like, and- well, don't forget you get storms as well. So storms can come break the break the fences or break buildings and things. Yeah, and or, or knock out your power. Power and then your fences are off. Your power the- can get sabotaged too. Raptors get out again. Yep. Um, so I've started double gating my raptors now, yep. <laughs> so I get that extra maybe two minutes that yeah. I uh, almost a warning. You need it. You need it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I found it all the parts work quite well together, mm. and um, I feel like there is this natural progression through the game. Like you know, you start out with not much money, you slowly build up, and you start to add things, and and slowly you're ticking over like quite you know a good x money per minute. Then you start getting your bigger dinosaurs and more people, and I think it's got a great flow and how all that yeah. works from start. Yeah, onwards. yeah, yeah. It like all... it is quite frustrating at the start when you're not making enough money because you're waiting there is to a build little... to build like the big. You know, there was one part where I needed to build a research center, and it was like five hundred grand or something. Yes. And I was only bringing in like twenty grand a minute or something at yeah. this stage because I only had a weak little struthamimus. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's um no, I I I think it it 
does build up. And once you start making that cash, you can just start throwing it around. And then you get put in this weird sense of security where everything's working and then a storm oh. comes or a velociraptor breaks out and yeah. everything goes to hell and all of a sudden you're in the red again. That's right. And that's what I kind of like about the game is that it is so up and down. Like you you never actually feel safe. <laughs> that's right. And I feel like there is always something to do or work towards. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're never sitting around scratching your head going, oh, what do I do now? There's always like, all right, do we want to research this next dinosaur to get like a different strand of DNA? Because you can do that. You can alter their DNA. Yeah. They're a bit smarter or a bit more aggressive or or things like this. Or do I want to um, actually set up a monorail around my, around my park to get people around better? Mm. There's all these little things that is always keeps you moving. And then of course the unpredictability of someone getting out of their pen going rampant or a disease breaking out as well. A disease can break out and spread through your dinosaurs real quick too. Yeah, yeah, those diseases do How do you, like you, how you play a lot of PC stuff. I don't really play PC, but mm-hmm. like this is a PC type of game. Like this is why oh, yeah. these games haven't been on console for yes. such a long time. How do you think it converts over the console? Look, uh, generally I'd buy a game like this every day of the week on a PC yeah. because uh, keyboard and mouse for these sorts of games is a superior control Because you're playing it on PS4? Uh, I'm playing it on Xbox. Xbox, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Went, I went with the Xbox. But um, that, was, that was my one worry coming into it was going to be the control translation. But I've had no real problems picking it up. Mm. Um, mm. The the camera moves, the zooms in, in and out. It's, it's really It's easy. quite fluent, isn't it? Yeah. You, you can easily get into your building menu now. It'd be a bit more streamlined on PC, probably with extra shortcuts yeah, and things. keys and stuff. But, that's that's PC, you know. But that's, that's yeah. I would have to say it's probably the only place where I've started to get a little bit frustrated is when I've mistakenly not closed off a fence or something yes. like that, and I'm like, oh, I need to quickly build a fence, and and because you use the directional buttons on PS4, I'm assuming yeah. it's the same. Yeah, on, on yeah, the I, I assume yeah. It'd be um, the same. And so you you press like the down directional button to sort of get over to your menu and then quickly go to the enclosure and then it's like go through that and find the electrified fence to put the right one in and yes and it's it's quite a process when you're in a rush yeah and you know when a dinosaur is out eating your people and you're hemorrhaging money you yes. need to be in a rush so I assume that would probably be the the only advantage of PC I, I assume so It'd be like just you know being able to push F for fences let's yeah, say yeah yeah you know and being yeah. able to just drop that fence down a bit quicker would just save that time and just mouse clicking, you could probably get a bit more precise with your building placement. Yeah, yeah. That's it does me. get a bit. It does get a bit gumby. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah, trying to find that little area to drop that building. You know, you got enough space, and you're sitting there just slowly rotating it, and you just a bit off its axis, and then you finally get it down, and it's not straight with your path. And you look at it, and you're like, it's not very nice looking. I, I get frustrated with the um, the fence because the fences kind of like click to themselves. Yes. And especially when you're trying to do that double fence to keep those pesky velociraptors in. Yes. And you're trying to keep it as close to the other fences and then yep. it clicks onto it and you're like, oh damn it, you have to delete it. No, yeah, anyway. Yep. Um, we, we spoke about quickly before about when dinosaurs do get out and you start getting sued and all this from the people yeah. um, due to dinosaur attacks. It can drop you into the red extremely quick like you could be up four hundred five hundred thousand dollars next second you look you're six hundred grand in debt coming back from that is so hard to come back from that you're better off just restarting again and (laughs) i feel like i've never been that far down i I have a couple of times i've restarted the whole island oh wow (laughs) because yeah i've just decided to do it that way but um i feel in a lot of other like sim games like uh, Sim City, I think theme park and all that. You can borrow money from the bank, right? So you might be yeah, able to borrow five hundred grand in that yeah. situation. Get yourself out of that red zone. Start making money again. Fix up all your stuff before mm. it gets you know catastro- uh, catastrophic. 
and then pay back the money to the bank with interest, which is a fair sort of system. Yeah. I feel like this game kind of needs that because of how quickly things can flip on you mm. and there is no sort of comeback from it. And for example, today I left the tiniest, tiniest piece of fence off without realizing it. I had a dinosaur escape and a raptor got out at the same time. Mm. Had lots of fun cleaning that up. But now I'm like 600 grand in debt. Mm. I'm going to try and work my way back from it. I think I can make it back. Um, but it's going to take it's, a lot of work. A, yeah, it's a lot of digging I'd out. rather be able to just go to the, the bank in the game, go right, borrow 800 grand and then have to pay like 1.4 million back in interest, you know? Mm. And I feel mm. like you could easily come back from that. Well, not easily. It'd still be a lot of work, but it's not disaster. It's probably looking like I'll have to restart that whole level. <laughs> wow. <laughs> which is a, which is a bit of a shame, but just need help. to sell some um, some velociraptors. You need to sell some dinosaurs and yeah. buildings off or something. Yeah, like there's, uh, yeah. there's ways with it. But like the actual levels themselves, like there's, I think, five islands and a sandbox island. Yeah. So they've all got sort of like the first island is sort of like your tutorial island. Your second island is sort of, it brings in storms and you're dealing with a lot of storms and things like that. Um, then you've got your sandbox of the um, original Jurassic Park yeah. island. Island Nubla. That's the one. Thank you, dinosaur expert. Um, so there's lots of different variety in play. Um, on the third island, which I know you're not at, but I've started, you actually start about 900 grand in debt and you have to come back from that to even start the island. Yeah, wow. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how I figured out how to, how to do that. It wasn't that difficult in the end, but it took a bit of thinking yeah, outside yeah, the yeah, box yeah. to come back from. But I like they give you these situations. Yeah. Like you, it's not yeah. just sandbox. It's not just build a park and yeah, deal with exactly. your own problems. It's yeah. like... Here's, here's an island with a problem fix it and then there's the missions you can get missions yeah. off um, di- different people and there's like three main missions per island and they give you like different tasks so it might be like oh you know have uh, a constant 1000 people in your park for 10 yeah. minutes Yeah. Uh, take a photo of a dinosaur drinking have no carnivores eat your patrons that's right have no <laughs> carnivores eat your, your patrons or it could be like okay they want you to breed this dinosaur and this dinosaur put them in the same pen have them fight each other yeah. and then have that survivor stay in his pen for the next five to 10 minutes, yeah. which is and a lot harder, agitated. which is a lot harder than it sounds to do all those sorts of things. But that has are a you lot talking to about the too. Dilophosaur versus the Velociraptor? That's mission? right. Yeah. That's right. So who might, won, who won yours? Uh, Velociraptor easily. Came oh, really? My, di- my Dilophosaurus won. And I was really weird because I was watching the Velociraptor thinking, surely this Velociraptor. Yeah. But, but my, Dilophosaurus was more pure. So like the more fossils you get, the the more pure the embryo is yeah. of your thing, right? So I think I maybe had like an 80% Dilophosaurus versus a 50% Velociraptor. Yeah. So maybe that had something and, to do and with it. And it changes the stats on the dinosaur you, you breed in terms yeah. of its life expectancy um, and and its health and, and, you know, if it's prone to disease or not. Yeah. And all these different sort of things. And the patrons like it more if it's more pure. Like if oh, it's actually... I don't know how the people the, tell them. They don't know. They, they don't know. Statistics. <laughs> but, well, I, I just want to say one thing that um, I guess I don't like about the game. Mm-hmm. It's not even don't like, but I guess coming from a Jurassic Park fan, this is this is coming close. This is coming close to this Jurassic Park feeling. But I, it's not quite there. Like, I want the electric cars, the electric tour cars. They don't come into it later, do they? You get the uh, gyrospheres that were in Jurassic World. Yeah, they're in Jurassic World. But you know the the Ford Explorers from the first one that are on the little rails? Yeah. Oh my god! Why is that not a thing? That could be DLC though. Uh, Hopefully it is. And and it might be later in the game. I'm not that far yet. They've already added, I think, 
six or eight dinosaurs from Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, so you get the Indoraptor, which is the big bad from the new movie. That's cool. Um, which is a great film. I, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. But I'm not going to spoil I'm, anything. I'm, I must see it sometime. But um, um, also, something I feel they could add, which I hope will come again in DLC or something, is an Avery. I think. Yeah. I think it's Paradons. missing a lot. Like you know, they could easily break out of there. You freaking Avery. Well, like, that's a big part of Jurassic World. Is once they those all those animals get out of the all the flying dinosaurs yeah. get out of the out of the pen. They they just go. Ham on yeah. all the things. So imagine just like this flock of like you think the Velociraptors are bad. Yeah. Imagine a flock of pterodons. Good uh, God. I think it's great. I think it'd be great to just have that extra variety in the type of pen you can make. Yeah. Compared to just you know, oh yeah, I'm going to put herbivores in here. I'm going to put uh, carnivores in here. It's like all right, well we're going to make an aviary over here as well. Just a different sort of spin on. Well, on because things. the games is so new as well, and it it's it sort of I, it feels like it kind of got rushed out to to meet the. Uh, the release date of oh, Fallen for, Kingdom. For sure. For if, sure. if Fallen Kingdom and wasn't out now, I don't think we'd see the game well, out Well, there's, right there's no physical copy out yet. Like it's that, on, That's right. It's download, yeah. but there yeah. is a physical copy coming in July. Yes. Am I right in yeah. saying that? Yeah. And like me, um, like you've seen my place. I've got a lot of Jurassic Park collectibles. Yeah. And in fact, I'm starting to have to rotate my <laughs> stuff. I've got so much of it because of all this Fallen Kingdom stuff that's yeah. coming out. Um, I want the physical copy. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to have to buy it when it comes out, but I'm not waiting a month or whatever it was. Um, so what I think is, you know, because it's in, in its infancy, we'll probably see a lot of DLC like yeah. that. And yeah. like that, I can't imagine that would be hard for them to, to throw in if they've already got this engine. Uh, yeah, I hadn't even thought about the on-rails cars. That would be awesome. I'm so, like that to me is just, just the obvious thing. Like, yeah. like, okay, <laughs> like why the, have we got paths? Like, well, that's so boring. Like, yeah, well, the, the gyrospheres, yeah. I guess, serve that They're, they're kind of that, yeah. But, so, and that's the new version. Yeah, yeah. And it is Jurassic World, not Jurassic Park. That's but, right. But yeah, they... But you have you seen that you can change the the look of your range of vehicles to the, to old? the red? Yeah, have the you red changed ones. them to the old school? Of course I have. <laughs> <laughs> of course I have. Yeah, but this is yeah. I guess that's my only real gripe is I'm, I'm still it still hasn't quite got that feel of that first park, and I yeah. think it could. And one thing I would also really like to do is a um like have a patron view. Like I know, and I think in theme park you could do that. Yep. You could go into the view of a and walk around and go on the rides and all that sort of thing. Like imagine just like you can kind of get down low enough to almost get it. But I'd just like to see the dinosaurs from the the eyes of a kid. You know yeah. <laughs> that sort yeah. of feeling um, because that's the stuff that I like. And you know I th- I've been thinking about it since I was six years old when the first movie came out. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess in saying all that, uh, what do you score this? Look, I'm going to give it a solid 8 out of 10. Solid 8 out of 10. Yeah, look, it's it, a lot of it's coming from my, my nostalgia, but it is actually a good game. I was actually yeah. talking to you before this, like, I'm actually surprised that it's good because licensed games, not always, especially if they're getting rushed out for a video, for a movie yeah. release. Look, I was just happy to see something different from your generic shooters or yeah. open world adventure game. It was so nice to play something with like you know a different take on things building your own park i agree and i, and I think that's i think that's one of my favorite things about it is okay i would have probably enjoyed like a third person open world jurassic park game but then we yeah. get a lot of third person open world games it's yeah. nice that we've gotten this business sim style of game yeah um at, at the moment i'm, I'm cool it's with that. just yeah like it's uh, it's been nostalgic for me in so many ways obviously the jurassic park factor but like i forgot how much i love these type of 
business sim games. They're yep. so fun. Yep, they are. Oh. So addictive. <laughs> <laughs> so, so addictive. So, uh, warning to the listeners out there, if you get this game and... Uh, yeah, it could be a bit addictive, so uh, be careful. It's just say goodbye to your social life and possibly your working life. Like I nearly got fired. Because <laughs> I didn't run. But what do you what do you give it? Oh well, actually, I wasn't going to score it because I wasn't reviewing it. Even uh, though okay. I've been playing it a lot. Well, so. you've been sitting there. You've been playing it enough. You can uh, give it a score. I, I probably can give it a score. Oh, look, if I was going to give it a score, I'd probably give it a solid eight as well. Like yeah, there was those little things with the loans, and I'd like to see you know Avery's and things like that. But in terms yeah. of what the game is at the moment, I think it's quite a solid business sim, mm. and it's a cool concept with dinosaurs. Yep, you know, which is okay. Business sims are great, but it does get a bit boring building a city over and over again. It's, yeah, it's yeah, fun yeah, to build yeah. a park with dinosaurs that can eat people. Yeah, so it, it really uh, is. Dynamics there are much different to the building, to building a plumbing system or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. Rather than a tornado coming through, you've got a T Rex walking around. <laughs> yeah, so. the war path of a T Rex. <laughs> the war path of a T Rex. All right, but yeah, uh, we'll wrap that there. Again, thank you so much for joining us here on The Game Train. Editor. All right, and that was Jurassic World Evolution. Nice. Okay, wow, two very high-scoring games this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they're both very enjoyable. I've been playing a lot of Jurassic World still, even after the review. I've still been... Like, even today, like, you're like, where are you? I want to record. I was sitting there for hours just playing Jurassic World. I'm not even joking. Wow, thanks. Um, Although, you know, it sounds like I've been totally out of the loop, but I I did play quite a bit of uh, Jurassic World myself. Well, you know, I say quite a bit, but that's quite a bit for me, which is, I was still on the first island. Yeah. But it was really fun. You know, when you suddenly go into the vehicles and drive around and start shooting the dinosaurs yourself, I'm like, oh, this is next level. <laughs> it's uh, And taking photos? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I, I hated the but photos yeah. bit, but that's me. Really? Yeah, trying to get a like photo of a dinosaur drinking. I was just like, <laughs> Anyway, um... Let's move on. So, we're going to go into games of our lives. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the games of of our lives. lives. Okay, Uh, so games of our lives is the segment when we have a look back at our favorite consoles games that we've ever owned. Great sentence. I know, I know. Thank you. That came out so wrong. Nailed it. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) so we're looking back at each game. A, a game on every console that we've owned, our favorite one. So, wow, so that's, <laughs> that's so bad. Hold on, hold on. We're looking back at all the consoles we've ever owned and our favorite game on each of those consoles. Wow, you should be hosting this week. <laughs> I'm just practicing for next week. I think you did great. I can't wait to <laughs> all right, back so to this that. week it is the uh, PSP. We're looking back. Sony's handheld yes. device, which came out uh, in the mid-2000s. Man, this thing blew me away. This is before, like, iPhones were, like, normal and you could just look at... Man, like, the thing that I loved about PSP was just that I could put, like... I was doing photography at the time and I thought it was so cool that I could put all my photos in there and take to clients and show them instead of bringing a portfolio for some reason. I thought this was just so hip and trendy. Yeah. It's also the way I talked to my dad into buying me one. Wow. I'm such a bad person. I feel like I was, I felt like I was holding the future in my hands. It was like, I don't know, this was like such a cool idea. And it was kind of just like this little misstep of what could have been something as amazing as the Switch. You know, like obviously the Switch has the Switch thing that puts it on a TV and stuff. And it just never really worked. It was like, 
I don't know what what it was about the PSP. Like the the PS Vita after that just was so much more popular, and it was like such a similar machine in my eyes. But I guess like having not a solid state disc inside was a huge letdown. Yep. You know, like you tap it and you could ruin it easy, and the battery life was like not very good. Plus, your hands cramped. Yeah, okay, I, I'm seeing it now. As I, yeah, but still, I loved my PSP. How would you feel with it? I thought it was okay. I didn't own many games on it though. Like I, I was really excited when it first came out. I remember buying it and all that sort of stuff. But looking back now, I feel like it might have been a little bit of a waste of money for me. Yeah, I didn't buy it, so I don't feel that. But. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny that, you know, they thought that, like, the, the UMD movies was going to be such a thing. Yeah, yeah. They really tried. I got King Kong and I think Spider-Man 2, maybe. Oh, nice. So, well, let's talk about our favorite game mm. on the uh, device that we owned. All right, you go first. Uh, okay, uh, Burnout... I'm curious what the... Burnout other- Legends oh. or whatever it was. Yeah, great choice. I, I nearly went that. That was it. it was it a launch so title. Good, yeah. I felt I played it the most. Uh, as the honorable mentions goes out to wait, wait, wait. You can't go honorable mentions in case you mention mine, oh. and then you'll you'll kill my flow. Okay. Um, I, it probably wasn't in it, but my absolute favorite by far was Loco Roco. Yeah, no, nah, don't even know what that is. Well, really? I've heard of the name, but I never owned it. Pinnacle of PSP gaming for me. The whole game was just the left and right bumper buttons. And you're just like, you're kind of like this creature that looks like he's living in a lava lamp blob thing. And all you do when you press the buttons is you tilt the whole world left or right. Yeah. And strategically doing that so that he like squeezes in, in between bits of the land and he gets smaller and breaks to pieces. The music was awesome. The artwork was like so fresh and charming for back then. Like no one was doing these like really arty, fun, silly sort of games back then. Not as much as now, you know, like you see so many indie titles now, but I don't know, it really stood out for me. And, and to me, that was so PSP. Fair enough. But um, yeah. Yeah. What were your honorable mentions? Uh, honorable mentions was uh, Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories. Yeah. Which was yeah. amazing to have Grand Theft Auto on a handheld. Like what? Yeah, it was. And also Metal Gear yeah. Acid, the card game. Yeah, I tried that. It just baffled me back yeah. then. But I think those were the only games I ever owned on it. So <laughs> uh, I did get Tekken on there as okay. well. And that was really cool. Like, it looked amazing. Actually, but, um, actually I was reading before that Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep came out on the PSP. Oh, so if yeah. I'd have owned that, that would have been my favorite by far. But I didn't, so it doesn't count. Ah, damn. Mm. Missed. And it wouldn't have been such a waste of money. You would have loved that. Yeah, yeah. What? How did you miss that? Did you just never know it came out? I just out thought or? it was just a side story that just didn't even matter. I didn't really care for my PSP by the time that came out, so... Yep. Damn. Yep. Oh, well. Oh, well. That's pretty yeah. good. Good old PSP. Oh, well. And that was Games of Our Lives this week. So now we're up to our, I guess it's not even really passenger questions anymore. It's passenger interactions. Yeah. Yeah. Where we've now started asking the passengers questions back. <laughs> yeah. Well, for their input. Oh, I think it works this way that we do a back and forth thing now with, with the passengers, you know. Yeah. Gets it gets them involved a in a different way. Nice. So this week we asked what is your most anticipated 2018 game 
after now that we know that um, all the release dates pretty much for the rest of the year and what's coming yeah. out this year and what's now next year. So I thought yeah, it was, so. yeah, because, you know, because a, a lot of stuff that I was anticipating has been knocked back to next year. So I sort of wanted to get, you know, people's thoughts on it. Nice, nice, nice. Let's have so a uh, first up was Ben Schuster. He wrote in and he said Octopath Traveler. For sure, he says. Like, he is definitely yep. sure yep. about he, this one. He, he is in there. He wants it. Yep. So, uh, pretty excited there for that one. Nice. Um, Caden Archer said FIFA 19. <laughs> now, is, is, is he is he taking a piss or is he No, no, he's for, he's for true. That's, uh, that's one of uh, Chad, who's my brother. That's one of Chad's good friends. They play a lot, a lot, and a lot of FIFA. Um, oh, so nice. He's he's not kidding. He's a good fella, actually. He's uh, yeah. he's our fifth unofficial brother of the family, I think, at this stage. Wow. Um, yep. Pretty cool, dude. Uh, but yeah, it was just funny. I I did have some things to say on the Facebook after he wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> I nice. told him to unlike us right now. Whoa. Uh, but um, I was kidding, of course. I was surprisingly impressed with FIFA 19 at E3. I have to admit. It's pretty fun, wasn't it? It was. I had a lot of fun. I don't know what console. I don't know if I should go portable again or if I should actually go for a proper the 4K beauty on like Xbox or something. I might have to jump on Xbox so I can play with my brothers and and Caden and stuff. But I think they'll just annihilate me. Like these. No, guys you play on their team it. though, and you just be like the odd rookie that's like, "Hey guys, pass me the ball. Pass me the ball." I'll never get to do anything. I know, but it'll be funny. You'll be like, hey, pass me the ball, and then I might pass it to you, and then you'll kick it out in the full, and then they'll yell at you and kick you from the party. Wow. It'll be the same way I won at um, Black Ops 4 at E3. <laughs> and I was like, where that we guy won that? That just carried the whole team. That other team must have been so, so angry, knowing that someone like <laughs> me was there, shooting my, like, literally shooting myself in the foot, and just going like, oh, that kills you, does it? And then it's like, you win. I'm like, oh, cool. Eat it, everyone. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, let's continue with the uh, the passenger uh, feedback here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Eloid Vaquez. Yes. Our man. Uh, that's him. The competition winning, winner himself. He said that Kingdom Hearts 3 is his most amp- anticipated game overall, but because it comes out in 2019 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's right. gone with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Ah, great answer. Can't really I'm surprised there that. wasn't more Red Deads put up here, actually. It seems people have forgotten this game. With everything yeah. that's come out of E3, people are like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I keep thinking that too. And I mean, you know me, I was hyped for this game for like yeah. years. And it's because they, they didn't get mentioned or like they didn't turn up to E3, which they never do. No. I, I don't know. I feel like they're going to make a huge splash uh, oh like my gosh, trailer yeah. before it comes and out. I feel like it's when it does come out, though, it's going to be the thing. Like, everyone, all, you look at the release dates around it, no one's releasing anywhere near this thing. Oh, people it's got its terrifying. own area. Uh, I think it's quite, I think Red Dead's almost responsible for that chaotic February 22, what's happening next year. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Everyone's panicked and moved there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, everyone's seen the incoming cyclone and gone, oh my gosh, quick flee. Here's a shelter. But everyone's gone now inside the same shelter. Yeah. And now they're all looking at each other like, well, there's not room for all of us here. Someone but has we to leave. outside, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get blown away. Um, all right. 
And of course, Reef had to uh, put in his two cents. Reef is back. Good yeah, to he see his back. name. Oh, good stuff. And he said it would have to be Spider-Man. Nice. And he said, although everything else looks amazing, and I've already declared myself to become bankrupt due to the amount of games across all the consoles to buy, I also have to hide the games from Lauren so she doesn't know I've bought a gazillion games. Ha-ha. <laughs> Lauren is Reef's wife. So Yes. Wow. Um, that is just too good. I know yep. how you feel, man. Yeah. It's pretty uh, scary. Spider-Man, yeah. No, Spider-Man's going to be great. Oh, I can't wait. I just can't. What a, what well, a What's year. your most anticipated at this stage? Well, I mean, it was definitely Red Dead Redemption 2. And I think it's shifted to Spider-Man just a bit until I see the next Red Dead trailer. Only because I got to hold and play Spider-Man. And it was like a tease. Like, this feels so amazing. And they're like, that's enough. Bye-bye. I'm like, no! Give it yeah. back! So, yeah, it's Spider-Man because, like, like, they're just waving it in front of me, and I'm just, like, clawing at it, so... Yeah. Yeah. Probably Spider-Man at this second, but I know, I just have this feeling that Red Dead Redemption 2 is gonna, like, unleash this awesome gameplay trailer, like, you know, maybe a month before release, and the world is... It'll just break the internet. Right. Well, uh, thank you for everyone again for your input this week. Uh... You know, if you do want to ask us questions, still that's still open. Remember, you can get us at facebook.com slash gametrainpodcast, uh, at gametraintalk on Twitter, at gametrainpodcast on Instagram, or you can write into our website at www.gametrainpodcast.com. Bam. All Beautiful. right, well, we're coming up to the end of this massive episode, but yes. we've still got one thing to go, as always. As always. The trio of trains. Nice. Our, uh, yep. our lame train, our love train, and our hype train. Yep. So uh, leaving first from the station today is, as always, the lame train. Uh, lame train. This week, uh, well, this uh, episode, my lame train is, is quite an interesting and real one for me. And it's the post-E3 gaming lull, where nothing you play seems to match up to the hype of everything you've seen and lived for the last, like, couple of weeks like yep. everything is just so like next level and amazing and like it's gonna change the world but none of it's out and everything you're playing is like I don't, it just feels last gen it, like just for a few weeks and then you get back to the flow of things and go like oh yeah good game's a good game but just that that one or two weeks after E3 there's just this like cloud over you where nice. like oh, my collection sucks but yeah yep. that's my lame train what about you? Uh, my streaming issues have continued Oh no! With the sound, yeah. yeah, I've lost sound. I've lost vision on things. I um, I got to fix it all. So sorry for anyone that tried to tune in the other night when I said I was going to be on. I'm just having lots of technical issues. I'm going to try and get them all sorted out by this week so I can continue on uh, on Sunday. Yes, uh, with the Neo Challenge. Now remember, you can always find us on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash/GameTrainTwitch. Unless we're not online because of issues which I've been having. So that's my lame train. <laughs> yep. Nice. That's yep. a good one. All right. Next up, the love train. Uh, so my love train this episode is, uh, it's a simple one. And it's one of those like um, small wins, you know, just those little nice things like smell of freshly mowed grass type things where you're just like, 
you know, I'm just so glad things like this exist in the world. And mine is, because of Octopath Traveler, demos that let you take your progress through to the full game. Oh, yeah, there should be more of that. You know, I just love that. When it happens, it's weird that I'm just so like, oh, cool, thank you. But I wish it was the norm. Like, there's nothing worse than playing, like, this beautiful extensive demo for, like, three or four hours and then having to do everything all over again. As much as, like, sure, the game's awesome and fun and, yay, I get to relive it. But, you know, all gamers know that you you just take pride in your character, especially in an RPG and every move and every, like, shuffling your menus and putting things where you want them. It all takes, like, it's all so specific and true to you. And then when you have to do it again, you're just, like, half rushing it and thinking, like, how did I do it last time? Is this better? Is this worse? And I don't know. It hinders the game almost. So when they just let you take it through, it's just, yep. it's so awesome. So I'm, I'm loving that this, this week. What character did you choose, by the way? Uh, the dancer. Okay. Are you, you going to try any of the others or are you just going with that? Uh, I think uh, I'm going to dabble with a few of the others. Yeah, I tried the hunter. Oh, true, true. I want to try the bard. Yeah, yeah, like the hunter, she just had a very slow start, and it was all right, Uh, but I want to try some of the others. Yeah, same, and it's just so cool that we can. Yes. I'm I'm stoked about that. Good move, Nintendo. Oh, well, Square. All right, my love train is gaming communities. Yeah, nice. Like, going to this uh, Go Game Market on the weekend... Uh, it was really cool. It's just cool to see gamers there, you know, in little communities and things. It's just just nice every time it happens, you know? Yeah, true that. It's cool to feel like we're part of something bigger. Yeah, and, and to get away from all the bright lights and things of E3, as, ma- as amazing as it is, it's nice to come home to just check out something like this and you go, yeah, okay, there is grassroots to gaming too. Yeah, true, like just it, homegrown it's not all real. It's not all flashy lights and people in suits and booking appointments and things like that. Sometimes it's just about people in their games and what they like. Yep. Absolutely. Nice. Good call. Yeah. All right. Now onto the, uh, the hype train. Hype train. This time it was a funny one. I was watching just this random trailer on YouTube for some movie. And I don't even remember the name of the movie and it flashed to a, a shot of um, like just this cityscape at night of New York. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't wait till Spider-Man comes out. <laughs> just <laughs> randomly. It just like, and I, I was sitting next to Jack, my girlfriend. And I just said that out loud. And she looked at me like, what in the hell does that have to do with anything we're watching? I'm like, New York, babe, New York, check it out. Cool. You get to swing around that soon. And it was just so random. And I, I already know I was hyped for it, but I didn't realize how much it affected me till that moment when it's like, I'm watching this thing had nothing to do with it. And the like New York doesn't even play a big part. They were showing like all the main actors and actresses doing their drama and whatever. And it just flashed quickly at the like nightlife in New York. And I just, it struck me like, Oh, I haven't seen it at night yet in Spider-Man. I can't wait. So exciting. Yay. (laughs) So yeah, that's my hub train. And you, sir. Oh yeah. Mine is, uh, again, it's to do with gaming communities, but the other one that were involved in the AGPN, Oh, yes. The Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. There is a meetup for us this Saturday night. Ooh, nice. In Melbourne, at uh, Bartronica. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm kind of hype about that, getting amongst the community again, uh, meeting some other fellow podcasters that I haven't met, that I've you know spoken to online or whatever a couple of times. But it's always nice to meet these people in, pe- these people in person. Wow, you know? I thought you were going to say in pieces. I'm like, bro, you got to 
You got to talk well, to someone. Yeah, that's an no. issue. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to just yeah getting out and meeting the rest of this community. So yeah, nice. I'm jealous because Bartronic is so awesome as well. Yep. Well, I'm I'm telling you, you, you've got to go to those Twitch meetups and those AGPN meetups when they happen up in Brisbane, man. That's true. They just always happen at a time like the weekend when I'm busy being a rock star. Well, maybe you should organize it around your gig and get them all there at your gig. That could, that could, well, I couldn't do much meeting then. I'd be on stage gallivanting around. You've got like a half time. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose I could run around everywhere and like, how's everyone? Hi there. I'm Carl from Game Train. Obviously, uh, the lyrical lets me up there as well, but okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. I gotta get on. Uh, It could work. It could work. Yeah, it could could work. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, that's the end of the episode. That's episode 41 done. Nice. Well, guys, so next time on Game Train, we'll be back again, remember, in two weeks. We're back to our fortnightly rollings on at the moment. Yep, taking Uh, a breath. We are looking at The Crew 2. Nice. Okay. The bridge, we like to call it the bridge to Forza Horizon 4. Whoa. Could be Forza (laughs) Horizon's challenger. We don't know this yet. Oh, we don't know. No, we don't personally know at all. Let's see what happens next time. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, join us then. Um, anything else to finish us off with here? No? No, guys, thank you very much. Thank you for, um, you know, sticking with us in that crazy storm hurricane that was like our 9 or 10 E3 episodes. And thank you for being back here, rock and rolling with us in our normal steady podcast again. So uh, it's good to be back. All right. And as always, this has been Game Train.